Welcome to the Impact Multiplier CEO Podcast. If you're a chief executive, or if you think like one, and you want to create exponentially greater impact, then this show is for you. My name is Richard Metcalf, founder of X-Quadrant. I coach some of the most successful and impressive CEOs and executive teams on the planet and help them achieve extraordinary results. And no matter how successful you've been in the past, there's always a whole new level of impact available to you. So if you're ready to play a bigger game than ever before, I invite you to join us and become an Impact Multiplier CEO. Hello, are you there? Is this on mute? Hang on, the projector's not displaying the slides. Uh, hang on, the technology's not working. Um, or oh, can I get a glass of water? Um, well, look, presenting to an audience, particularly when in person or whether it's on Teams or Zoom, is fraught with all sorts of challenges. And it's easy to think that this is because the act of delivering a message is in itself terrifying. But this merit to this fear, but perhaps many, much of the challenge lies elsewhere. And we get to find out where today in the third episode of season five of the Impact Multiplier CEO podcast, From Ideas to Impact. Uh, and today, as usual, I'm here um, interviewing Devon Stanley from the Clarity First program about communication. And I'm Richard Medcar, founder of X Quadrant, and I'm really looking forward to, to this conversation, Dav. Um, it's great to see you again and great to talk about the real challenges of impactful communication today. Yeah, no, thank you, Richard. It's lovely to come back and talk with you again, too. And I loved your beginning. You did warn me. You did warn me. And I think you, you nailed it again, there you go. which is going great. Off, going off the rails. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I just think it's, it's, a, it's a funny one, right? I mean, there's all sorts of things that go on when we're presenting um, and so many logistical challenges and front of mind issues. And it can take our eye off the ball about what really matters sometimes, which is the oh. message. Can't it? Absolutely, it can. And I think, you know, presenting communication in front of senior people, you know, as you've mentioned, there can be really nerve wracking, but also preparing papers and, and just having something clear to say in a meeting. You know, it doesn't have to be even be in front of the projector. But I think um, people very often focus very much on that delivery of the communication in, in whatever format it's in. I think we mentioned in the very first um, session that when, when I'm thinking about communication, I'm thinking about any situation where you've got to convey an idea. So I'm not, I might talk about presentations or documents, but I'm thinking much more broadly than that. And, um, you know, it's very easy to think about the superficial stuff, the, the presentation of it, the delivery, the grammar, mm. you know, the writing style. Oh, my goodness, English is my second language. I need help to write better. Mm. Is it really the writing you need? You know, you can get that from a textbook, you know, a, a primary school book even. Mm. Yeah, so is, is that really the help you need with your communication if you're, you know, a middle to senior executive so you can add value? Um, I, think, yeah. I think the challenges lie somewhere else. Yeah, so you got, I guess you've got silent, style and substance. Um, and let's face it, sometimes we find people who have neither or we find people who don't have, yeah. even have, they do have substance, but the style is so bad, it turns you off. So there is, style is yes. important. But is. probably by the time you got to a certain level, you're probably able not to totally, you know, bore the pants off uh, everybody who's listening. Yeah. Yeah. The question is, is what you're saying going to move people to action or not? 
yes, I guess that's what exactly. we want to get into, the, uh, the, yeah, the substance today. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. So what so, have you got for um, us? Where, where are we going I've today? I've got three things, three things. And um, firstly, just focusing on the document first, I'd like to give you some examples and really bring that to life as to why focusing on the communication first and foremost is, is a risk. And um, instead, I think, um, just like to share with you how once your ideas are sorted, so many of the other challenges around the delivery actually go away. And so I think if you focus on the substance first, a lot of these delivery um problems, you know, whether it's grammar or just confidence standing in front of a room, go away. And then I'd like to leave you with a challenge to to focus on, to help you really focus on the substance and, and do that a little bit more effectively. So we've talked a little bit just now about, um, you know, style versus substance, which is a great way to um, sort of break it up, I think. Um, but when, when I, I guess, one of the reasons this has been so important in, in the work that I'm doing is that I've seen so many teams have these great breakthroughs when they're shown a structured way to organize their ideas. And, and they're sometimes quite devastating. You know, I worked with a group of mining engineers a little while ago and we, it was before COVID. So we were in a physical room together and, you know, they're in, in groups building a story, building a piece of communication, a recommendation or something that was relevant to their work, not doing an exercise. And, you know, I was going around the groups and, and helping the different groups with their, their communication. And this group, all of a sudden, they just like, they just wilted and went, oh, Oh, I think now we know why um, the last two times we went to present to the the board, um, why they sent us packing. And it was, they said, we've actually been solving the wrong problem. (laughs) And they sort of, because they had this structured way of working out what their message should be, they realized actually they were answering the wrong question. Mm. So, solving the wrong problem. So of course they weren't getting a buy-in from the board because they were solving the wrong thing. So that's, that's one that I see that, you know, is, is terribly painful and much better to work that out before you've presented to the board once or twice. Yeah. And just think of the time and money that's been wasted on that. Right. And it happens time and time again, right. The time and effort of people mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And, you know, sometimes you even fly around to present this stuff. Right. And it doesn't have an impact. And so, just yes, yes. The time, the the, mm. the expense, the wasted opportunity costs. Um, mm-hmm. It's so it's expensive. awful. Yeah, it is. No, it is, and it's 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 also really demoralising. I think, and I see in very big organisations, and we'll talk about collaboration in a later episode about ways to streamline the collaboration process. But um, you know, my worst example. I've got to share this one, Richard, because it's just so dire that. <laughs> people won't believe it's real, but just to really magnify the issue, you know, when, you know, 15 page prose paper from, you know, a a risk division, let's say Mm -hmm. in, in a big organization, you know, it's a common sort of uh, thing to be delivered and 15 pages of prose is lengthy, but that's not uncommon for a senior, senior Mm -hmm. sort of leadership or board. And imagine having 90 iterations of the one paper. <laughs> nine zero. Nine zero. You, you, yes, I was going to spell the number out for uh, you because I didn't think you'd believe me. Because you just think, how demoralizing. How many times, you know, did someone think, you know, take that home late at night to polish it and finish it and get it really right? And um, yes, so, you know, that's just two examples. I've got so many of them. But, you know, that just to illustrate why, you know, focusing on the document 
is is the wrong place to start really the wrong place to start and Yes. So just to I, say, I've got to butt in, but this reminds me of another Dilbert. We talked about Dilbert the other time. And this was um, Dilbert, like, who kept, comes home late at night to his mother or something. And she's like, you know, what have you been doing? You were home very late. She said, oh, yeah, I'm all, I had to work really late um, making a presentation worse for my manager or something. <laughs> Or a project that's just been cancelled or something like this, right? It was yes. just, you know, I need to think how much time is being spent on internal, um, you know, internal iterations of this stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, 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 absolutely. And look, I think sometimes, you know, people hear stories like the Amazon approach where you've got to have the perfect six-page narrative. And there's an assumption it's about the narrative. It is about the narrative, but it's it's more than just about the fact that it's prose and it's six pages. You know, the the story that has come out of Amazon is that um, Jeff Bezos was so, the um, CEO of Amazon, I'm sure most people would know, was so frustrated with poor PowerPoints. He just banned them. And said, and they do actually use PowerPoint sometimes, but for the most part, they use prose in a very, very structured way. Yeah. They have, you know, a six-page narrative and they, they have a great way of running their meetings around yeah. that narrative, which is, you know, all focused on style and substance. It's, it's both of those, those things together. So, you know, you can imagine what it's like sitting in an Amazon meeting for a business case presentation where you've got, um, you know, everybody sitting around the table reading your paper quietly at the start mm. of the meeting, the first 20 minutes with their pens making notes and so on. They've not seen it before. They get it in the meeting and then, you know, then they start the conversation, which, you know, is a brilliant discipline mm. because they've, everybody knows that everyone's going to read it. And I think it's tempting to think, sometimes that people don't read the communication because you know it's big and it's thick and it's hard so you know they don't read it they get to the meeting and try and wing it um so anyway I think that's just Mm. you know an interesting sort of side story but um it's tempting to think that because they talk about their six-page narrative that it's all about the style it's it's absolutely way more than that Mm. okay more than that so um substance we should talk yeah. about that, shouldn't okay. we? So, yeah, okay, mm. so we're saying let's not focus on the, the, the document to start with. Let's make sure that we focus on the substance, right, and, mm. and get the structure or the, or the messages. Mm. So how do, you, how do you reckon people do that? How do we, how do we build substance? We certainly focus more on the thinking part before we prepare a piece of communication. And I'd always encourage people with something substantial to get their ideas on a single page and to be able to articulate that single message that we talked about last time. That was the challenge that we gave people. See if you can work out, I think this was in the first episode, work out what that single message is mm. that um, you're wanting to convey. The, the panic button message, as you called it, you know, if, if you the panic button is hit and you've only got a minute what's the the key thing that you want to convey so it's absolutely focusing on that but it's also frankly to give yourself permission to focus on the substance and I think that that can be part of the challenge you know asking for and having permission in your thinking process to focus on the thinking not to deliver a completed beautiful six-page narrative or 15-page narrative which you know is has been written as a document without working out what the high-level points are and what the supporting points are and then and socialising them beforehand. And, you know, if we're sort of talking about this difference in the split between style and substance, you know, one of my um, clients, another tech company, um, has quite a, the opposite approach to Amazon, actually. 
and they they actually say, okay, if you spend too much time on making your charts look beautiful, you're investing your time in the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah. So what you really what they do is and they apologized to me and they actually said mm-hmm. when I started working with them, they said, please do not teach our people to do perfect charts and to focus on that because we actually counterculturally don't do, do, that. That. do that we have what we call a doc and it'll be a google doc because mm-hmm. everyone can chip yeah. in and, and edit so it's a google doc with charts thrown in and you know you you throw a chart mm-hmm. in when you feel like you need it so yeah. um that whole idea that you can focus on the substance and and get that really crystal clear i think is is mm-hmm. really key and when even when people have english as a second language you know if they if their thinking is clear and i saw this you know when working at mckinsey i've seen it in coaching people in my own practice since leaving the firm as well where um, people can be quickly become the go-to person for communication yes if they can if they're good at getting that single message and the maybe three points that sit underneath that and yeah. really anchoring their whole communication around that. You know, the word choice doesn't matter. They forgive you if, if English is your second language. Yeah, and here's the thing. You know, once you get that really simple story, um, actually, if you've got your corporate presentation, you can just stick that into the appendix or whatever, like, you know, or just copy and paste Excel, slide, you know, charts somewhere. It's about, if people want it, it's there in raw format and people normally don't care. They can find it on the you know if they need it mm. um so i often say like if, if people feel they've got to get their presentation just right so no do the bare minimum on the corporate slides so the data is there for people who want mm. it but then focus your time on the two pages that's going to tell exactly. your story because ultimately these decision making forums are all about discussion too aren't they they're about insight about um, having a really good discussion about the sorts of material that wants to be conveyed so I think I'd love to encourage people to focus far more on those those ideas um, that they're conveying and I think you have a term which I love uh, Richard about being strategically lazy you know focus on the one pager have your one pager really clear and I think people will be surprised how often that's Mm. enough Yep. You know, then you bring your charts in your back pocket so you can put them up and share them and and right. so on. And if the thinking's really powerful, I think people are much more engaged, aren't they? You yeah, ab- absolutely. It's it's trying to make it. It's trying to really bring it down to a discussion that needs to be had, right? Um, and like, how can you get into the discussion that needs to be had as quickly as possible? So, Absolutely. so Dev, what, what's the challenge for people, right? So they, they kind of understand that, you know, it's not about the document. It's, um, you know, it's not about creating something that's going to be iterated um, all this time. It's not about creating the most beautiful quality thing. It's making sure that there's a substance uh, and a message um, that's going to create that discussion. So what can people do? You know, how would they, how could they actually move forward and, and, and tie these ideas together? Mm, beautiful. Okay, so I think first of all, I'd, I'd consider your initial draft as a brainstorm. So psychologically prepare yourself to need to do something like a brainstorm. And if you are somebody who likes to think out loud, find someone to talk to, to get your ideas out, mm-hmm. or just get a Word doc and just belt them in. But, you know, if you're preparing an email, let's say, don't draft in your email, don't draft in your final template, don't draft in PowerPoint, just 
blurt your ideas mm. down or put them on a whiteboard or do something yeah. like that that's different to the thing that you're going to use to communicate nice. so that you can get all the ideas out. Because as you go through that process, I mean, how often does the insight pop into your mind mm. at the end of your brainstorm? And a bit like we talked about with the um, um, uh, oh golly! Now I'm trying to remember what we what we were calling it the the stream of consciousness communication, mm-hmm. where you're just sort of going from idea to idea to idea. You know the ideas do come, and then oh bang, there's the idea. Yep. So if you if you're doing that brainstorm in a different format, you you stop yourself from sending that as your communication. So I think that's that's number one. Separate out your brainstorming and and your communicating. And we've talked a few times about um, having one key thought and a small number of supporting points. So we've sort of given the game away a little bit already in the sense, you know, where, you know, get your ideas on a page and, and, you know, if you're going to socialize it, socialize it around that single page. And um, I would have one tip to help you, you know, declutter your communication that is about language and that is use active voice. And so when, when I say active voice, what I mean by that is I kicked the ball, not the ball was kicked by me. Right. Okay. So that's the only, only thing I teach in around, you know, grammar and, and mm. language use. You know, everything we do is, is around the thinking and getting that, that one pager right and getting the ideas really clear so that you mm. can then, you know, pack a real punch and, and deliver, you know, ideas that really matter to other yeah. people. So um, what I'm hearing about this is, um, first of all, this idea of switching medium, right? Getting out of the PowerPoint or the Word or whatever you can do it in and use some other way just to get yourself thinking differently and at a different level, you know, just write some ideas in a book, circle things, join the dots, mind map, whatever you want to do. Um, Focus in on that, you know, one idea and then three to five points underneath. If Again, it's like your core, the core thrust, right, of what you want to do. Um, And then as well, keep to the active voice, right? Um, because when you always, it was done that, whatever, it's just, yeah, when, when you're ever in the, in the was, the world of was, it's, uh, or is, it's hard well, rather than just the direct of, verb of. Yes, right. exactly. And, and, you know, and again, I suppose I'd also, you know, just say for anyone listening, you know, Dav, um, she's been very modest, not mentioning it, right? But she has a great book um, about these, about these very topics. Um, um, what's the book called, Dav? Just remind us. The So What Strategy. The So What Strategy. There yes. We go. Yes, so we we play a bit of a pun on. I'll hold it up for those watching oh, on well, the video, um, on the term "so what." The "so what" we call the the key message, the thing that really mm. matters. But also, it's that question you don't want to be asked at the end of your presentation. So what was that all about? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hence yeah, the so, name of the book. <laughs> there you go. So what strategy? So um, yeah, this is great. I've recently just sent um, a whole bunch of uh, people in one of my uh, uh, coaching programs the book uh, because I think it, it's it's a help. Uh, a really helpful way for them to uh, think about their own presentation uh, impact uh, and then of course you have the clarity first program as well we can put links to that in the show notes which is an online kind of membership uh, site where you get to kind of go deep into all these ideas is that right absolutely you do yes and we teach a really structured way of getting your ideas onto a page and and blend the things that we've been talking about in the show around you know business acumen and understanding your audience and and how do you actually do that and and so on yeah yeah perfect great well uh, i think next time we're going to dive into thinking skills is that right we're going to we are we are yes two specific ones Mm, okay yeah. so we'll find out what those two are next time so that's the cliffhanger um, it is the cliffhanger and, 
And we'll be, we'll be back next time. Well, thanks again, Dav. I really enjoyed this uh, episode and look forward to continuing the discussion next time. Likewise. Thanks again, Richard. Bye now. If you've been enjoying this series, you may like some more ideas that will help you communicate with impact, especially if you're dealing with complex material. My free course, How to Communicate with Impact, does just that. In this course, I cover four areas. How to get faster, more useful responses to your communication. Secondly, how your audiences really read your communication. Thirdly, how to communicate the right amount of detail. And finally, how to communicate powerful insights that cut through. So you can access this course by using this link, www.clarityfirstprogram.com forward slash impact dash podcast. I hope you find this useful and look forward to bringing more ideas to you through our upcoming podcasts. Thanks so much and bye for now. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Now let's talk about you. When you're in top leadership, when you're in the biggest role of your career, who supports you at a deep level as you lead others? Who helps you multiply your impact and get to the next level? If you're ready to learn more about our content, our coaching and our community, then visit us at xquadrant.com.